Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Man was saved by grace alone. But by his works, his faith is shown. If life reflects the work God has done. Through the light of his holy son There's nothing man can do He cannot earn a thing It's only through God's son The grace that he will bring There's nothing man can say To God who lifts the moon It's only by God's grace it's not what man can do. God has chosen who he will call. It's not by man's choice at all. It's what he's given at such a great cost. Through the blood of his son on the cross. There's nothing man can do. He cannot earn a thing. It's only through God's son. The grace that he will bring There's nothing man can say To God who lifts the moon It's only by God's grace It's not what man can do There's nothing man can do And to stay by grace Greetings and a welcome on January the 29th, 2016. And the first thing we got to do is let Mr. Sammy in on the broadcast live. There you go, Sammy. <laughs> well, this morning, uh, I kind of want to review a little bit of what we've been talking about this last week. But uh, also, I want to remind the guests uh, if you want to share this broadcast with somebody, all you have to do is tell them to do a Google search on Hour of Discernment, and uh, it's the number one hit. God's put it up number one. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, uh, uh, and, and my guest this morning is uh, Larry Phillips, and good morning, Larry. Good morning. And um, well, Larry, I want to kind of re- recap, and if you, in a little, I want to talk about some things we covered this last week on the broadcast, and you got a comment uh, just come right in you know but you know um, um, you know this kind of want to talk about uh, what is what is God doing with this flat earth movement because God is still sovereign and uh, you know it's kind of interesting and I think I I've I think I'm starting to understand some of the what's going on. And uh, in other words, uh, it's nothing new. The Bible 
has talked about the Bible is the Bible, and people have talked about flat earth. This is not something new. But the New Agers and people in this in this heliocentric worldview, which is very important. Let me let me put the horse in front of the carriage here. You see, one thing that that I have really learned, and one thing we learned about the global live from Robbie Davidson, is he went right to the kingpin. He knocked down the biggest kingpin. And that's heliocentric. We found that all the reformers were geocentric. And we realized, and let me ask you just a quick question to you. Uh, Larry, when you were going to college, were, did you have a heliocentric viewpoint? Was there any other? <laughs> and, uh, I'd never heard any other. That's the only you, viewpoint. You know, it's kind of like the difference between Darwin and, and and creationism. I never heard of creationism. No, it was all heliocentric. Uh, well, and it was the same. It was the same here, and and every and every. It was just naturally they threw a spinning globe in your brain, and you got it right from the. You got a heliocentric viewpoint, and, and, and I don't have to read the verse again. But we've heard of what Calvin said. He called it. He called it. These people are possessed. And uh, uh, and it, there's one thing. So what? <clears throat> so in, in one thing that's so important. Is is the as I listened to Robbie last night on another broadcast, and Robbie said, you know, you know, the debate between creationist and <clears throat> excuse me, creationist and the the evolutionist is they're not talking about the root. They're leaving the root out because because the world is heliocentric. The seminaries, Bible colleges, are heliocentric. They're not. They're not reading their Bible. They're not taking the Bible literally. And when it comes to geocentric, the Bible is very, very clear that we're the only time we move is during an earthquake. And and so and and another thing that really really rock my boat is see it now we understand all the psychology psychiatry all of these movements where do you think the feminist movement come from not from a geocentric viewpoint worldview it came from a heliocentric viewpoint and we could go after one movement after another and it's all heliocentric and so, what is going on? How, what's God doing now? You know, with this New Age movement. Well, I really feel that if you really want to keep kind of a clear mind, you'll go up to Robbie's. You know, when you're when if you want to uh, uh, and look at at the, at the. He's got the starring people on. He's the, some of the key people. <clears throat> Without mentioning any names, there's some. <laughs> I mean, 
there's some flat earthers out here that, man, they are in dreamland. I mean, that's putting it mildly. Some of the comments that are made, because you see, and like Robbie said last night, a quote from Robbie, and I've said this too, that we don't, we, we're not going to ever get the, the big picture. But, but, but the point, the main point is to realize heliocentric, we've got to keep our ducks in a row, that, that with the heliocentric view, it, 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 it was designed to destroy God's word in the Bible. And one of, one of them said, I forget, I can't quote the, but we have killed God. They killed God with heliocentric. And well, that's you know, where... Go I got to make a comment. Um, I had shared with you um, that for a very brief period of time, about six months, I was in a seminary called Evangelical Theological Seminary out of St. Louis. And after they started you know, sending me futurist uh, dispensational literature, I had to withdraw from that seminary. Well, the the president of that seminary, his name is Dr. Michael Lake, uh, you wouldn't believe where he's gone today. And if you want to just, if you want to get your boat loaded, just go to Google and just put in Dr. Michael Lake. I mean, he is, he has got a, He's got a website called KingdomIntelligenceBriefing.com, and he has bought into the whole Tom Horn uh, alien. Uh, the whole thing is around heliocentrism because because God's universe is wide and expansive and ever, you know, uh, ever expanding, and new new worlds are coming into existence all the time. You've got all this alien activity. And it's amazing. I mean, this he's just written a book with Tom Horn doing the forward in there, and I'm thinking, wow, am I ever thankful that God took me out of that mess. He's even got a thing called the Shinar Directive now. And um, so it's it's all connected. It's all connected. Yes, and, you know, uh, uh, I want to... Uh, I want to... Uh, I want to just reinstate in our mind it's a short little comment from John Calvin. And this, he says, quote from John Calvin, we will see some who are so deranged, not only in religion, but in all things reveal their monstrous nature, that they will say that the sun does not move, and that it is the earth which shifts and turns. When we see such minds, we must indeed confess that the devil possesses them and that God sets them before us as mirrors in order to keep us in his fear. Because John Calvin, but keep us in fear because all the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord and God is what created this earth. And it's not man's heliocentric. But because uh, I want to go, I want to mention again. So what are they doing with this flat Earth movement? 
Well, I, I, I said, I think you can make a, a, a guidance if you go up to Robbie's, uh, the global lie. And by the way, as of this morning, it's almost at 20,000. That video, that video is going to be the most, it's, it's going to be the most popular. I mean, it's going to, it's going to rock this new, this uh, flat earth movement because because he goes right to, he, he quotes Philip Stallings, Stallings, and Philip Stallings, he's got, a, he, all the links are right up there underneath the video, video, the global lie. And he's got, you know, all of the reformers were geocentric. <laughs> I mean, they knew what was going on. They knew what was going on. And, 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 and then, and, and the way he presented, if you understand, he's, Robbie, Robbie Davidson, with a biblical view, goes after the kingpin. He doesn't talk about flat Earth first. He talks about he talks about heliocentric. He nails it. And see, and there's several others uh, up here, that, you know. And because see, this is going to this is there's because there's a there. God, we understand how the Jesuits operate. And we're living at a time where people got Bibles, two and three Bibles, maybe four or five versions. But nobody's reading it, and nobody gives it any credibility. When you sit down with your Bible, and you read over those 200 verses, referring to the earth, and you believe the Bible, you see, it it doesn't describe what what heliocentric. It describes geocentric. It's not even a, you know, and why, why do I believe geocentric? Well, the Bible, that's what the Bible says. That's what, that's why all the reformers were geocentric. It's so plain, and I think, I think that Robbie's is going to draw a line in the sand with the New Agers that have taken taken this movement like a religion, this flat Earth like it's a religion. This is nothing new for God's children. That Bible, that Bible, I mean, the flat Earth has 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 been around through. All kinds of civilizations, all the way back into into is, in, in the Israelites. If you do the research, if you go up and, and you and you look at some of the research that that Philip Stallings has put up there, all the references and the sources. See, we're not talking about somebody's opinion, Walt Stickle's opinion. What 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 what, what would you think if I I changed the broadcast to Waltism? Or and, and Larry thought, well, that's that's a real good idea. Uh, Larry says, I'm going to change my broadcast to Larryism. <laughs> would you think that that was kind of self-centered? <laughs> I would say. Well, there's a there's a website up there called Jaronism, and I I don't have to say any more. Totally into themselves. 
see. And so I just wanted to, because uh, people say, well, Walt, are you a flat earther? Well, you know, it's like this. I'm geocentric, and they can't show us the curve, the curvature that they show. But I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't need to, need to know. But I, listen, if you really look at the evidence, it's not going to be a spinning ball. That's what I'm going to say. How, how do I know? Because the Bible, just read God's word. And this, what's coming up, this about this alien deception. They are building a deception. And see, when all of a sudden you have a stationary Earth, all of a sudden this becomes the center of the universe. See, now we realize that there's an intelligent designer. You know this, and and and, and Robbie's video, the global lie breaks right through that barrier right through that barrier and destroys all of this because you see the new age has got to be heliocentric all this Freud and Darwinism they have to be heliocentric and it what is it done and re, I have a book here and what it, what's this done it gives me chills when I think about this because I've had this book for three or four years, <clears throat> and the Earth is not moving by Marshall Hall, and he he emphasizes why why do they have to have heli- why they, they they introduced heliocentric is to take the credibility away from God's word because that was the cornerstone of learning that is our cornerstone that is our foundation. And they did, and they de- and and they destroyed it with heliocentric. And we, you know, we are we're not we're not part of their solar system. We're 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 in we're in God's hands. God has showed us what 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 the uh, with His Word and described it. If you go back now and you read Genesis 1, and you read it real slow, it's amazing what it's going to tell you. God, he created the light first. And I'm telling you, I have a friend, a friend of mine that has beaten me up over flat earth for over 12 years. And she's not on the internet. And she's not part of any flat earth movement. This was 12 years ago. And she arrived at the conclusion that the earth was flat solely by her and her Bible. And she wasn't listening to anybody else just reading that Bible over and over and over. And then when this flat earth movement come, I'm sitting here, what's going on? What's going on? And I listen to some of these Lulu birds, and some of them are are really out to never never land. And see what it's what this is what Satan is doing with this and the Jesuits. It's divide and conquer. It's divide and conquer. It is to destroy God's word. And the foundation. 
If we took the Bible out of our foundation, where would we be? And Marshall Hall says, he says, that the exposure of this great lie will participate a back to the Bible movement that will shake the world. What has it done for me? Walt, you read every word. You read what the words say on the page, and you believe them. You, <clears throat> so, this is, you know, and then the next thing, the reason I had Larry here on the broadcast today is when I was out on the truck, I used to listen to this, this lecture. Was, this guy's name was Stuart Crane. He said, if you want to, un, to read the Bible, it's not a book that you start at Genesis, he said. Now, this is, his man, this is a man, and he's given his, 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 his opinion, okay? He said, but you get a hold of Romans, and you read Romans. And when you've got Romans down pat, now you can read the rest. The whole Bible will open up to you. And you know, and then uh, Larry has done two broadcasts, I think three, and, I, and I'm going to, we're going to, you know, this, this is a kind of a trailer for what Larry's doing, the Bible study on Romans with, with, with Michael Adams on nothing but the truth. Because, and so, and so this is the reason I mean, all of a sudden, because I've enjoyed all those Bible studies, because when you start reading the words and what the word is saying, the, the, the religious world out here, the seminaries and the Bible colleges are not teaching this. And so with that, Larry, you know, I, I'd like to give this a trailer, and, and, and I remember hearing from you is that, you know, the, that Romans 9 is always, they don't want to, that always causes a division with people in it, you know. And so with that, Larry, I'd like to have you, uh, ex uh, uh, you, know, ex you know, and of course, listen, I got one more before I let you go. Set, I got one more thing I want to say. I got an email last night. I, I got an email from, uh, from Sean Wilcox. Sean Wilcox has got a ministry. Uh, Bible-based ministries, very good resource page. And I got a short little, and it's, he's, it's called uh, Arminianism, a Jesuit drug by Augustus Toplady. Now, this is just one little paragraph, but let me read this, because this is an introduction. This is the reason, this is, this is the trailer for, for Ro Romans 9. Arminianism, the dominant theology of our age. Arminianism is the dominant theology of our age. It has completely infected the majority of churches and denominations. There was a time when this was not so, but then something happened all through the Roman Catholic institution, although the Roman Catholic institution did not invent this false doctrine, for it is the doctrine of natural man in all ages, Yet in the 16th century, its diabolical Jesuits in, injected this poisonous drug into the Protestantism in order to water it down, to weaken it, and thus prepare it for the eventual destruction by the absorption into Romanism, which is thoroughly Arminian itself. 
Here we see yet further evidence of the work of the sinister Jesuits, the old secret agents of the papacy, false brethren who were, who were unaware, brought into ungodly men who crept into crept in unawares, disguised as Protestants, even as ministers, and who determined and, uh, and undermined sound doctrine. Now that is the reason, when I started this broadcast a month ago, I said, we're going to talk about heliocentric, geocentric, we're going to talk about Arminianism, free willism, and election. And see, this is not something you if, you, if you want a lot of listeners, you don't talk about this. You don't talk about Arminianism. You don't talk about free willism. You don't talk about geocentric. But this isn't about, this is about fellowship. It's called the hour of discernment. And with that, Larry, I think I, I, I'm going to, you, you, uh, you, it's, 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 you got the floor and this start the Bible study. Okay, well, thank you all. Well, you know, one of the things that I have uh, uh, enjoyed uh, is listening to people who do expository uh, Bible teaching. In other words, they take one verse at a time and they talk about that verse and how it relates to, you know, the entire Bible. You know, we interpret Scripture with Scripture. So that's what I'm going to do today. I have about... 15 minutes, so we're going to have to move right along if we're going to get through uh, the ninth chapter of Romans, which is third, you know, 33 verses. So I'm, I'm going to have to move along. Larry, Larry we're yeah. going to go. We're going to go a half hour, so you got a half hour. <laughs> okay, oh, that helps me a little bit. Okay, well, let's just start with first one. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. Now, it's interesting here because there's another passage in the New Testament that talks about that we're not to swear. In other words, what we, what your, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. And that's basically what Paul is doing here. He's saying, look, I'm not swearing anything. I'm telling you the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience is bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. So, Anytime anyone starts questioning the ninth chapter of Romans, they're not only questioning the ninth chapter of Romans, but they're they're actually, you know, they're they're questioning whether you know Paul is a truth teller or not. Verse two, that I have a I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. Verse three, I could wish that myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren my kinsman according to the flesh. Now we know that Paul was was a physical Jew. And he's going to go on and describe why he is experiencing this heaviness and continual sorrow in his heart. Verse 4, Who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. Now, we're going to see a theme running all the way through the ninth chapter of Romans, and there are two Israels. There's physical Israel, and there's spiritual Israel. And it's real important to identify when he's talking about Israel, 
in this passage, whether he's talking about physical Israel or spiritual Israel. You remember that Jacob's name was turned was changed to Israel in the Old Testament. Okay, so the, those are three important things to remember as we go on through here. Verse five: Whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, okay, Christ came, who is over all. God blessed forever. Amen. Now, John Hagee says that Jesus Christ did not come for the Jews. He was not their Messiah. And they don't have to, you know, trust Christ as their Messiah to get to heaven because they're chosen of God. This is a lie. Um, John Hagee has spiritual Israel mixed up with physical Israel. Verse 6, not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Notice he's using the term Israel twice here, and he's making a differentiation between the physical Israel and spiritual Israel. In other words, to put it a little bit clearer, all Jews are not in God's elect. That's what he's saying there. Verse 7, neither because they that are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So again, what he's trying to do is he's trying to elaborate the fact that just because a person is a physical Jew doesn't make them God's chosen people. And that's, that is what dispensational theology does. It makes all physical Jews, God's chosen people, at least the hyper-dispensationalists. Not all, but mo many of them. Okay, now, number eight, that is, they which are the children of the flesh, in other words, physical Jews, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Who are the children of the promise? Well, the children of the promise are those who, when Abraham went out and looked up into the sky, uh, God said your children will be as the sand of the sea, but we're going to find out that the children of the promise are counted for the seed, and the seed is one, Jesus Christ. We're going to see that in a minute. It's not many, but it's one seed. For, verse 9, For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. Verse 10, And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. Notice that it follows in Isaac. It says in verse 7, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Okay, and so he's, he's repeating here not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. Now, I was I was reading this with someone one time, just reading this verse, and what they said is, if what you're saying is true, you're denying original sin. And I said, wait a minute, let me just back up here. I'm not saying anything. I'm not denying original sin. The fifth chapter of Romans is real clear that we all died in Adam. But as it relates to election, I'm reading verse 11. <laughs> okay. For the children, being not yet born. It doesn't say here nations. 
You know, the doctors of theology and those who attend, uh, I, I don't call them seminaries, I call them cemeteries. But those, those people that are so indoctrinated into dispensational theology reinterpret this whole thing and say this applies only to nations. There weren't nations in her womb. There were children in her womb. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now, uh, this is where generally people... um, decide that they don't want to have any further conversation with you when you read verse 13. Um, Because what this does is it absolutely dispels all the lies that have been taught about the attributes of God and who God is in their Arminian theology. Because Arminian theology takes its basis from John 3.16, For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The problem is that they stop there. Okay, because if you go on down to the next verses after John 3.16, it says that they are already condemned because they believe not on the Lord Jesus Christ. So in other words, the question here is where belief comes from. Where does, where does faith originate from? Where does belief come from? And it can't come from one who's dead in their trespasses and sin. It has to be breathed in by the Spirit of God. Now we're going to go on. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. I've heard so many interpretations of this. Okay, This, they say, really means Jacob have I loved more than Esau. That's not what it says. It says that the children not being yet born, not having done any good or evil, the purpose of God according to election might stand. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. And and we're going to see Paul's answer to all the arguments that the Arminians give us. That would make God unfair. That would make God unrighteous. That would make God a Genghis Khan, and on and on and on and on. But what we see is Paul answers, what should we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Now, you would think that Paul, if he was an Arminian, he would go on and explain all the reasons why this would make God unrighteous. <laughs> okay, But what he does is he affirms the right for God to do whatever he wants to do because he's God, and we don't have to understand it. Verse 15, For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So what he's saying here is, look, God is God, and we are not. And he has the right to do with his creation whatever he wants to do. And he goes on and he says, he he absolutely uh, annihilates the Arminian doctrine when he says in verse 16, So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Verse 17, for the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. You know, when my wife was going to college at Hope Sound Bible College, she, this was her first 
God's first exposing her to the reality that the Arminian doctrine was in error because she read all the passages in the Old Testament there where it said that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yes, it says that he hardened his own heart. But if you go back and do a uh, study, you'll find that it always originated with first God hardening his heart. Okay, well, why did God harden his heart? Because he wanted to show his power and that he might, his name might be declared throughout all the earth. That's why he did it. He had the right to do that with his own creation. Verse 18, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. And thou, that, verse 19, Thou wilt say unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? You know, another way of saying that is that that's just not fair. Okay? Verse 20. Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing say, formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? 21. Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? 22. What if God willing to show his wrath to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? I've had conversations when you get to that that, uh, verse people say I can't go along with that. You're saying, they always say what I'm saying, you're saying that God created vessels of wrath and destruction? No, I said, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, that's what Paul's saying here. That's what the Bible's saying. I, I didn't say that. Uh, and we say, go on. say, Larry? Yes, uh-huh. Just to go back to 21, hath not the potter sure. power over the clay? of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Absolutely. I, I, can't, I can't see how you can see it any clearer. <laughs> I can't either. Yeah. You know, and it's really the issue is not, the issue is that, you know, the pride of man is shaking his fist in the face of God and saying, I will not have you to rule over me. That's just what's going on with heliocentrism, the very same thing. They don't think that God has the right, okay, to declare uh, in six days he created the earth. They want to concoct a whole new uh, man-centered philosophy, just like they've done with this heliocentrism. Same thing. And he says... Uh, verse 20, 23, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Anytime you see the word afore, that means before the foundation of the world, before creation. Do you know that he made known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy before he uh, and so this is before the foundation of the world we were chosen in him before the foundation before the creation of the world okay on to 24 even us whom he hath called 
Okay, there is an effectual calling, and the effectual calling means it's effective. All that the Father had given him will come to him, and all that come to him he will in no wise cast out. So it says, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. You know, there's now we're, we're speaking here of the who he effectually calls. It says in Revelation, the book of Revelation, that from every tongue, every kindred, and every nation he is called. That's why we can say he is no respecter of persons. Because he calls from every tongue, every people, and every nation, including both Jew and Gentile, but not every person without exception. Okay? Verse 25. As he saith also in Hosea, which is Hosea, I will call them my people which were not my people, and her beloved which were not beloved. I was commenting to Michael Adams the other day. I said, that scripture along with the scripture that says, I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinner to repentance, that would be me. Okay, there are a lot of people out there that are self-righteous, and, uh, you know, they're into religion. But if you look at Christ's ministry through the gospel, he he called sinners to repentance. He called um, people in, who were dead in their trespasses and sin. He absolutely abhorred the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. He said, you scribes, you Pharisees, you hypocrites, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Well, what did he say to the little lady he met at Samaritan? at Samaria. In fact, before he even went there, he said, I must needs go to Samaria. And when he met her there, he said, if you'd ask of me, I'd give you living water. You'd never thirst again. And she said, give me of this water. Okay. All right. And so we go on and he says, um, I will call to my people which were not my people and her beloved which were not my beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place um, where it was said unto them, you are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Verse 27, Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel, Isaiah, which is Isaiah, though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea. Now, I want to make sure that we realize there, though the number of the children of physical Israel Okay, he's speaking of physical Israel. Be as the sand of the sea, a remnant from physical Israel shall be saved. Not all, not the whole nation of Israel will be restored to reconciliation with God. You know, and so when in another place you'll find out later in, in Romans where it says all Israel shall be saved, it's referring to spiritual Israel, not physical Israel. You've got to make the distinction between the two. So he goes on and he says in verse 28, For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. What's he speaking of here? Jesus Christ's ministry was for three and a half short years. And he said, I came to do the will of my Father. And he said, um, that he came to save his people from their sins. That's the short work. 
he made upon the earth. Verse 29, And as Isaiah, Isaiah said before, Except the Lord of Sabbath had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom and been made like unto Gomorrah. Who's the seed? <laughs> the seed is Jesus Christ. You know, the seed that he promised to Abraham. You know, and so we see that there's a distinction between the people that we've been left like to, Sodom and Gomorrah, and because the seed of Christ came to save his people from their sins, we are no longer amongst those people. We're no longer counted with them. We're no longer counted reprobates. Okay? Verse 30. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which follow not after righteousness, have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? But Israel, which followed after... Now, this is speaking of physical Jews here in 31. But physical Jews, which followed after the law of righteousness, have not attained to the law of righteousness. What's he speaking of here? He's speaking of faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 32, Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, they stumbled at that stomach. So, Walt, you and I have talked about so many times, there's modern-day Pharisees out there. We're not going to mention any names. But there's modern-day Pharisees out there today that think that you can perfectly keep the law of God, and it's required for you to be a Christian to perfectly keep the law of God, and you cannot. That's why Christ came. That's why Christ came. We could not perfectly keep the law of God. If we could perfectly keep the law of God, we'd be Christ. Verse 33. Uh, well, let me, let me go on to 32. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone. All you have to do is put in your word search stumbling stone and you'll see that it's always referring to Jesus Christ. He was the stumbling stone. This is the stumbling stone, the rock of offense that's spoken of in 33 as it's written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. You know, and the, the Jews, the physical Jews today who haven't come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I've shared this with people. I used to work with a social worker who was a Reformed Jew, and she told me that whenever they went into the synagogue, uh, if anybody ever mentioned the name Jesus Christ, everyone was instructed to spit on the floor. Literally. If Jesus Christ's ever name was ever mentioned in the synagogue, they were instructed to spit on the floor. And I'm not being anti-Semitic. I'm telling you what a Jewish Reformed social worker told me. Okay? And, and you know, so this this chapter is just just full of just tremendous meat. And the whole, the whole thing is there. It's all of God. You know, Hebrews 12, 1 says, He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And, you know, and, and the, uh, another... Uh, you know, parallel chapter is the eighth chapter of Romans. I just want to quote this, and then I'm going to kind of let turn it back over to Walt. But 
I would I would highly recommend if anyone's listening to this to go back and read Romans eight twenty eight through thirty two. You know, for whom he did foreknow. Now the Arminians teach that foreknowledge is what God knew men would do, but that's not foreknowledge. <laughs> foreknowledge is God knowing what He was going to do before He did it. For whom He did foreknow, He did predestinate, and him He pre- did predestinate, He also called, and those whom He called, He also justified, and those whom He justified, He also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Okay, and so, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, is seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. And so, there's no boasting here. We're not saying, rah, 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 we're elect, no. No, we deserve damnation and hell. Uh, and uh, Top Lady used to often say, "But by the grace of God, there would I be." You know, we. I often tell people, if I was God and Jesus Christ, the least likely candidate for my choosing would have been Larry Phillips. Okay, because I know who I am, and I know the depravity of my heart. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. Who could know it? But that's why we can so shout from the housetops the glorious sovereign grace of God. It's our only hope in a future eternal life with him and also having peace in our our hearts while we live through this this uh, world and the things that we have to face here. Walt, I'm going to turn it back to you. Can you hear me, Larry? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, it's interesting how we all, every one of us, come down a different uh, a stream. You know, there's yeah. many rivers ac- across the world, and we all come down a different river. You know. Yeah. And uh, myself is is like um, I was raised uh, in a Lutheran church, but uh, we didn't read the Bible at home, and I never really had a Biblical view of of what of what was being taught. <clears throat> so I didn't. The difference between is because kind of as part of it is kind of like God has spared me. So I, I I when I was out in the truck and I I had twelve tapes of the New Testament and I and I would listen to one tape a day and so every twelve days I'd go through the Bible and. And after about the sixth or seventh time, the first time, I realized that I didn't, you know, I had never heard the Bible or I'd never understood the gospel. But what I got by just listening to the Bible was I knew God had chosen me, uh-huh. you know, and it, it was because why if, was I any better than the average, the next person <laughs> to do me, you know, I mean, right. I mean. And and it, it and then as time went on in my life, you know, I noticed when I would, if you would bring up, maybe you can comment on this too, Larry. Uh, when I would bring up election, because elections, it's all through the Bible. 
And when you'd bring up election, they would always say, well, you're, you're a hyper-Calvin or a Calvin. And I, <clears throat> and I didn't even know what a hyper-Calvin or a Calvin was. So I wouldn't enter into the debate. <clears throat> all, I, all I knew is that, like in, in Romans chapter 9 here, I mean, we, we, it's, we see that what Paul is talking about. He's talking about election. But, uh, uh, is, you know, Larry, is in the, you, now Larry, you've been to a seminary, but you, you didn't finish. You sent all the material back. Because anytime you get, could you explain a little bit how this has been a dividing line? I mean, in other words, when you mention this, this seems to be, when you mention sovereign grace, for by grace you are saved through yourself, not of yourself. It's a gift. I mean, they always want to bring works, they, they always want to bring works back in the Arminianists. And see, I didn't even know what Arminianism was. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's the, that's really the criteria uh, that reinforces not only the Arminian doctrine. Arminian, again, was Jacobus Arminius. It was taken from Jacobus Arminius. Uh, but there, there's always been that doctrine down through history, even prior to Arminius. Pelagian uh, was a, a, a priest, and uh, Augustine was a priest that was teaching sovereign grace, election, predestination, and Pelagian and him were totally divisive. Their whole lives with each other. One was promoting... Uh, the Bible, which was Augustine, and Pelagian was creating. Uh, and by the way, Pelagian was <laughs> he was influenced by a lot of other people that held uh, the same view. What what we're finding is that there's two camps. The one camp upholds the Bible of total depravity. Okay, total depravity meaning. Like Scripture says, that we're dead in our trespasses and sin. You know, a good and a good metaphor is Lazarus. Lazarus is in the tomb, and Christ comes four days after he's in the tomb. Lazarus is stinking. They said he stinketh, and Christ told Mary and Martha, he's he's going to raise from the dead that my name might be glorified. And when he called Lazarus out of the tomb, he, he said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And I tell the Arminians, can you imagine, I said, your doctrine would say, well, Lazarus says, well, now, wait a minute. I don't think I want to come forth. You know, I like where I'm at. I have a free will here. You know, in other words, <laughs> Christ is sovereign over his people. When he tells them to come forth, the Spirit bloweth where it listeth, and no man knoweth the sound thereof. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. That's what Christ told Nicodemus. The second thing is unconditional election. You know, the Arminians believe, uh, they'll say, well, we believe in election, but, but we believe it differently. We believe that God looked down through the portals of time, and he saw that man was going to choose him. But that's not what the, the Bible says. The Bible says it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. 
And then the third area, which is the most controversial, is called limited atonement. I don't like that term. I call it particular redemption. Okay, But the universalists say that God died for the sins of the whole world. Well, the question that we have to ask those people is if God died, if Jesus Christ died for the sins of the whole world, well, then the whole world is going to be in heaven because their sins are paid for. I mean, God's not going to do double jeopardy here. He's not going to pay for your sins and then require that you pay for them in hell. And so it's a, <laughs> you know, it's limited atonement or particular redemption is a biblical concept which teaches that, that all for whom Christ died for will come to him. And all that come to him, he will in no wise cast out. He told the Pharisees, you're of your father the devil. You're from underneath. I'm from above. In the works of your father, you will do, he told them. And he says, you will not come to me because you're not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. So anyway, and then the last one, the, the two others, irresistible grace, Arminians teach that even God's elect can resist God's grace and be damned in hell. And, and Christ teaches totally the opposite. He says, no man can pluck them out of my hand. No man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. And then finally, the Arminians teach that man can finally backslide and be, even if he's an elect of God, he can finally backslide and be thrown into hell. And that's not what Scripture teaches at all. Scripture teaches the final perseverance of the saints. In, in Jude, it says that he, to, to, to the, him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you spotless. Okay, reference, reference Jude 27. And so the whole crux of the matter is having things in their proper chronological order. You know, a lot of people say, well, you, you get saved when you believe. And when you turn your life around, then Jesus, uh, you know, will come into your heart. Uh, you know, I have these Mennonite neighbors up here, and they have a little sign out on the front that says, Let Jesus into your heart. Poor little Jesus, you know. He's all, he's just sitting there, tenderly pleading and calling to let you into his heart. Jesus doesn't have to let you do anything. Jesus is God. He's sovereign. Remember what happened to Saul of Tarsus on the way to Damascus? When, Saul, when he, he was thrown down from his horse, and a voice from heaven said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? <laughs> he recognized he was the Lord. And Christ said, you know, get up, and it will told thee. It will be. It will be told thee what thou must do. Here, Saul was absolutely murdering Christians, persecuting them, holding the coat coat of Stephen while he was being stoned, and now here he has. He's thrown down. He's blinded, and he was. He was told to stop persecuting Christ. He was born again by the Spirit of God. So you get me going, Walter. But uh, that's in a, a real quick summation of the difference between you know, the army. And by the way, the Roman Catholic doctrine is Arminianism. They're synonymous because, like you said, it's all based on the works of man. It's the Roman Catholic system is based on 
the worship, you know, praying to Mary, doing sacrilege, worshiping idols, uh, praying to dead saints, uh, taking a cookie and thinking it's going to turn into the body and blood of Christ, the, the wine, uh, you know, believing in purgatory, which doesn't exist. All of those false false systems, and it's all a works-based uh, doctrine. You, you can hear me now, can't you? Right? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. I, um, well, you, you, you know, you know uh, uh, Larry, because uh, I think, um, you know, we've heard... Uh, you know we've uh, exposed dispensational dispensational futurism, but what's kind of left out, and I even notice it if you do a Google search, there's not a lot of people. There's not a lot, but they're there. There's a there just like yourself, Larry. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, you, when you're you you uh, fellowship with some sovereign grace uh, 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 Christians down where you're at right now, right? Right, right. In fact, this evening, and I appreciate everybody's prayers because we're going to be having a little luncheon or dinner tonight with uh, a whole group of Sovereign Grace folks, just beautiful people and wonderful fellowship. Um, and they believe the Bible. You know, they they don't try to explain And they use the authorized version of the Bible. They don't use all these newfangled versions and we're going to get together, and what's so amazing is when you get together with these brothers and sisters in Christ, they're not talking about the Super Bowl. They're not talking about uh, all the things of the world. They're getting together and fellowshipping around the Bible, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's like going into another world, you know. Cry, you know, we're told, "Come out from among them and be separate," said. That's not the unclean thing. I remember the last Super Bowl, I don't know, a number of years ago, I happened to see it, and it was the halftime was nothing but a big old pagan worship ceremony, you know. But anyway, yeah, um, but, yeah. Well, well, Larry, this was kind of a trailer. Uh, <laughs> I, I have built a web page and it's still in construction. But uh, you go to Grand Design. By the way, I want to I want to publicly thank you for all the work you've done on that, and I. Well, well that, uh, because it's, it's, I I don't have that knowledge, and you've done a just phenomenal job already in being able to put the pieces together, and I want to I want to thank you for that. Well, <laughs> well, don't 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 hit me. So I mean, I don't want to give me a big chest. To no, fall over no, I'm just, but I'm I mean, just, I mean, but I but Larry, it's just a, what I was going to say. It's just a start, and that page that page is uh is Grand Design Exposed slash Bible slash study.html and I'm, I'm going to be putting it up on the on my on the grand design exposed uh, and so make, make it more accessible uh, but uh, uh, and also I want to say I, I really feel that Romans that that Romans is a very very important chapter and that we in and, uh, and and so in um, Michael Adams has had I believe you've had uh, four studies now, haven't you? Or three, right. three or four. Right. Well, I, and I haven't, put, I haven't put those up on the page yet. But, but the thing of it is, the thing of it is, uh, uh, and this is what I've got out this last week when I see the importance of heliocentric. I realize the importance of just 
letting the Bible talk to you. I mean, you know, don't, you know, it, we, we've had so much in, in the important, and we live in a heliocentric worldview. Everyone out in the world is, is spinning now because they're, they're thinking <laughs> about the Super Bowl. I mean, right. or, you know, they're into the world, you know, and, yeah. and that, that doesn't make us any better. I'm not trying to no, elevate no, us, no. Up, no. But my, you know, it, it, because uh, the more you, you know, you understand this, you know, uh, and I, I see, I see, like I said, I see how important the heliocentric, geocentric, and what it did to the worldview. Oh yeah. I mean, and, I mean, it's kind of rock, rock my boat. I mean, I, I mean, in other words, Walt was kind of bashful about talking about it because every when I realized that there was two theories, first of all, it was only. Due, it was, it, was, it was explained to me as two theories. But when I realized that it controlled worldview, that, you know, that, that it controlled, con- controls, that's where Darwinism comes from. That's where all of this psychiatry and all this false, uh, uh, you know, the psychoheresies by, you, I think you've read that book that's called Psychoheresies by, oh, yeah. Yeah. by, how do you pronounce his last name? Uh, uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. But but it, it, anyway, and I just I just want to because uh, uh, I want to say we're, we're I don't have that on the tip of my tongue. The foundations, the the book. Okay, do, you, do you have the title on the tip of your tongue, uh, Larry? Uh, yeah, the foundations be destroyed or the. Um, oh, yeah. I, I've got it here. Hold, I can yeah. pull it up. But anyway, that's. Uh, yeah, well, that's by well, Michael Michael Simelon you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Michael right. Simelon's book. In, in, in other words, it, it, the reason why I it's it's not an easy book to get a hold of, and so in the future we're gonna we're gonna read that book. Uh, maybe have a couple a couple uh, studies a week uh, reading through that book because you'll you'll see you can see exactly Michael Simelon does a great job of just bringing you through the history and how. Of, of of this apostasy that we're in, and the great apostasy is is people not reading their Bible. And that's really and, really an excellent book. You know, I I uh, in fact, uh, you know, Walter's the one that made me aware of the book, and I ordered it, and uh, I started reading through the book, and it had such a well. One of the things that I like about the book is it keeps things really simple, and it goes through the chronology and the history. You know, and it, it it starts it starts with just kind of what we did today. It talks talk, talks about Pelagius. It talks about Jacobus Arminius, and then it goes fast forward. You know, it goes to modern day times. It goes to what happened here in the United States with the with John Wesley and how he started promoting this Arminianism, and then from John Wesley it, it went on to Charles Finney, and Charles Finney is is considered uh, the modern-day evangelist for America. And, you know, Charles Finney brought in the, uh, you know, seeker-friendly, you know, and, and all of this, you know, coming to the altars and all that. And then from, from Charles Finney, we have people like, uh, you know, D.L. Moody. And we have Booth, the Salvation Army. And we have Carey. And we have Fuller, the Fullerites, you know, and that and uh, Fuller Theological Seminary. And then fast forward even today, we have Dallas Theological Seminary, which all promote this Arminian uh, futurism, mostly premillennialism doctrine of you know future events, a secret rapture, and all of that. And the secret rapture, by the way, 
is directly tied to what Walt was talking about earlier about these, uh, you know, the <laughs> potential alien invasions and all of this stuff. They've got all of this. They've got to have the heliocentric model because the Bible is clear that, you know, and this is all new to me. I mean, my focus in Bible study had always been around, you know, the atonement, the redemption of Christ for his people, which I think is a good focus. But this this should not be minimized to realize that the creation of the earth is central to the understanding of the attributes of God. For an example, when when he says that the earth is the center of the universe, okay, we're not spinning around 66,000 miles an hour. And uh, so anyway, yeah, it's all and, interconnected. And it, makes, and it makes God's uh, creation very insignificant when you yes. just realize that you're just sailing through space. I mean, insignificant. In other words, and I used to look up into the heavens, you know, on a camping trip or something out in, in, and just wondered where, where it ends. Well, yeah. now I know who is at the top of it. <laughs> it's God, <laughs> you know. That's you know, right. Right. You know, I mean, I, I, I you know, in, in other words, and if we're spinning, it's at a thousand miles an hour. You know, I mean, it, it just, it, 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 it's absolutely absurd. And that's what, I'm, that's what, and that's what Calvin and I have another quote. You, you know, there's a the Martin Luther made a quote about it. You know, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, all of a sudden it, it, it. It, it, you, I realized the, the the big picture. See, I, I we we realized that it's the it's to take the credibility away from God's word. Well, I'll tell you what got my attention uh, is that uh, you know whenever because I recognize I totally concur with what you said about election because whenever you mention the doctrine of predestination election, people get bent out of shape. They get highly offended. And they go away. Well, the same very exact thing happens with geocentrism. Very same thing. Yes, yes. And I mean, they get they get a, they get and they actually they get offended and they get angry. Yes. Yeah, and when and and uh, and to see one and I think the reason is the same reason for uh, both cases is when people realize that they've been lied to. I mean, it, you, you know, you know, it's you know. Well, and, I, I and, think there's I think there's another component. And I think that component is, and, and and I think that I I can back it up with scripture. It says the natural man receiveth not the things that be of God; they're foolishness unto him. They're spiritually right. they're spiritually discerned. And you know what? This is a spiritual matter here. You yeah. know, if people are if people are resisting God's word, you know, if they're resisting the word of God, if they're they're not just resisting. Uh, the King James Version of the Bible, they're resisting the very word of God. They're shaking their fist in the face of God and said, no, I don't like your plan. My plan's better than your plan. I don't like, he- I don't like ge- you know, geocentrism. I like heliocentrism. No, I don't like election. I like free will. No, I don't like you know, uh, the return of Christ in one event. I want three stages of the turn- return. You know, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Once people start changing the word of god they're rebelling against god himself not 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 some version of the bible you know it's just like a, rebe- a rebe- rebellious child yeah you know 
I mean, when a, when a, when a child rebel, rebels, and we've all been there, you know. In, uh, the Bible says rebellion is, is a sin of witchcraft, you know. And that's what we've got is witchcraft. We've got witchcraft in this whole heliocentric model like your guest pointed out yesterday with NASA and uh, the whole origin with <laughs> with the uh, you know with NASA and who started Ron, you know Ron Howard Hubbard and and uh, you know Alistair Crowley I mean th- these people are in heavily into the occult no question about it oh there's, there's it's just steeped and when you start investigating a, a NASA it's just steeped it's just steeped in, into into witchcraft I mean the whole thing and when you see this Boy, you latch onto the Bible. I mean, if we didn't have the God's Word, we got an anchor. See, we're you know, but you know, I was just. I mean, can you imagine, Larry, if if we didn't have with what all this craziness is going on? If we didn't, I mean, what it's done to me is 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 is, is, is I realized yes, this Bible, you know, is 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 you know is the truth, is the cornerstone of learning. And, 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 and the little bit and the good that it's been in this country and the production that we've had, it comes from the Bible. Absolutely. It comes from the spirit of the man, the man reading these, the Bible. And you, you, know, see, you see a thread running through, especially contemporary history here. You see a thread running through. I'll, I'll just mention three people. C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Just do a study on C.S. Lewis. Everybody embraces C.S. Lewis as a great Christian leader. C.S. Lewis um, prayed to Mary. He said his prayers to a priest. He was an occultist. He was in the go- the golden age of dawn, an occultic, uh, you know. And now Rick, let's look at another one. Rick Warren. Rick Warren is a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. He is involved in. Uh, the Masonic Order and, and, and all kind of despicable things. Rick Warren has a, a church with 48,000 members, okay? Uh, C.S. Lewis, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, okay? In fact, the people that run the Harry Potter series have actually endorsed C.S. Lewis works, okay? So what we're saying here is that there is a there is a a, a demonic influence over these entities that, that come on the scene. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey now is reading the Course in Miracles put out by the Unity Church of Christianity, which is a metaphysical, anti-godless movement. And the, I saw a quote the other day that Oprah Winfrey has the largest ministry in the world now. People aren't aware of that. The largest ministry in the world over the Internet. Multi-millions of people listen to her read that Course in Miracles. And that's the movement I used to be involved in. I had the Course in Miracles. I know what it's about. It's all deception. It's denying it's denying the Bible and putting you know the Christ within you in its place is what it's doing. In, in the in the bottom line is what I realized, Larry. It's it's the simplicity of it. All of this is to take people away from God's word. I, it's so it's so clear now to me that I I, I I when I get out of bed in the morning I say God, I, I I talk especially in the mornings. I mean my my batteries run down during the day, but when I get out of bed in the morning I just God only only give me what I can I can 
I can take. You know, in other words, God's only given this a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Because I, 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 and this came to me, I did a broadcast last Friday and a, and a fellow came, broke right in after the broadcast and he, he, you know, he, he was shaken. He was, he was shaken because, you know, he's been exposing uh, dispensational futurism in, in, in uh, Daniel's, you know, in the 70th week. Uh-huh. And he, uh, he, he, he was just, he was frantic. He was frantic. Uh, and uh, I just, I just asked him a few questions. The first time in my life, I did not engage. I mean, I didn't, I just didn't, but I did ask him a question and it stopped him. I said, uh, you realize that all the reformers were geocentric. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even at that time, Larry, I didn't know, I hadn't had access to the quote, quote from John Calvin. Well, you See, know, that's the thing. I, you just two or three weeks ago, you sent me a little blip of a quote by Arthur Pink and the fact that he believed, uh, you know, that the earth was, uh, the earth was, he, he, was well, geocentric. he was geocentric, in other words. And, uh, you know, I didn't know that. And I didn't know that the reformers were geocentric. I had not studied that portion of it. But you know what? It makes absolute sense because the thing about it is Calvin and Luther, uh, what, what was their main crux of what they were, they were coming against? The very thing that we're talking about. They were coming against people trying to not allow the common people to read the Bible. That's what it was. You know, that you know, Luther used to talk about how that whenever he was in the, uh, being trained to go into priesthood in the monastery, how that he had to go to his, his up, uh, whoever was ahead of him, he had to go to him to get permission to read the Bible on his own. And they would only let him have the Bible for short periods of time. That's when he, one time when he was reading it, and he flipped it open and it said, the just shall live by his faith. And uh, so it's the very same thing. And so it makes perfect sense to me why the reformers would be, uh, you know, geocentric in their position because it's the Bible. Yes, yes. And, and, and I, um, uh, it, 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 it's, it's a real simple concept, but, but when you see it, when you see it, and then you go out into the world <laughs> uh, uh, and you see all the, the, the corporate logos with ball with balls and and uh, with circ, you know uh, with their corporate logos with, and then also like I said yesterday if you do a Google search on the statue a man a man holding the statue of the world <laughs> I mean what I mean in other words it's so I mean see it completely destroys like one I can't think of as one reformer. Our, I can't quote, but he, he, it's, it's said in this one video that we have killed God. See, when you when well, you, believe, you know another thing, you brought up a really good point yesterday on your broadcast, and I've been thinking quite a bit about it. You know, there's this attitude among a lot of people. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a lot of people out there that think that you can win people over by just rational logic. And giving people, you know, deductive reasoning and so on, and, and it's impossibility, because first of all, they're forgetting one very important ingredient. Um, first of all, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
And it says that we're to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman which needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it also says that his word is a light under our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. And if we just, you know, look what happened when they ousted the Bible out of the schools. Everything went down downhill from there. And the point that I'm trying to make is, if you take the Bible out, of God's word out of the equation, you've got what we've got right now. That's right, Larry. That's, and, it's, 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 and I just thank God. I thank God in, in the and God's children, the elect, we see this, and with, yeah. with this, God gives us understanding so that yes. we, we, can go out, we can go out and plant seeds where we, yes. we're not preaching fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Right. Right. You know, because right. we, we, we see the big picture, and, and, and God has paid, and Christ has paid the price, the, you know, and the, and the gospel reigns. That's right. It, 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 it's like it, the I, gospel you know, I always get a kick every time around Christmas time. You know, everybody says, "Let's keep Christ in Christ Mass." You know, and I'm not going to get into that. But the point is, we're not supposed to be worshiping a little baby in a manger. We're supposed to be worshiping the King and Kings and Lord. Our God reigns. He's seated in the heavens. He's looking down here on creation. He is over all things. By Him, all things consist. And once we come to the realization that, hey, Nietzsche, you know, he he, uh, he put all over, you know, the walls and everything. He was he was one time Nietzsche was, I mean, he was a he was a he was a very very uh, evil man, and he said, God is dead, God is dead, you know. <laughs> and uh, but you know what? God was dead to him because he was dead in his trespasses and sin. But once you become alive in Christ, like you said, you're, you have a hunger for the Bible. You have, and you're, there's so much peace and rest and comfort and joy in knowing that, you know, we know whose we are. We know whose we are. And once we know whose we are, it makes a total difference in everything about our lives. But uh, my wife is wanting me – I told her I would go to Neosho, take her to – she loves to go to thrift stores, Walt. And mm-hmm. on Friday, they have this thrift store up in Neosho, and she can get a whole bag of clothes, if you can believe this, a whole bag of clothes for five bucks. And I mean, these are like brand new clothes. So I always like to keep my bride happy. <laughs> so no, well, listen, I, I uh, and you know that's right. You you give uh, Rosette a big hug, and uh, and you guys uh, you know, have a good little shopping trip. And and anyway, uh, and I want to ask I want to ask everybody if they would because we're you know there, there's a lot there's quite a number of people represented tonight at that dinner that we're going to in Joplin uh, from churches from. In Choctaw, Oklahoma, several places in Oklahoma, Sovereign Grace Churches, Sovereign Grace Baptist Churches, the Sovereign Grace Baptist Church in Joplin, and a number of other, you know. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I just hope, that, I just, pray, you know, and we're we are told in Scripture that we are to edify and pray for each other, and to build each other up in the faith. That's what we're really doing here today, Walt. We're, like you said, fellowshipping. You know. Yes. Well, so, see, 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 because this—that's what's been lacking. When I first started my website, my my website is only half done because, ex, you know, exposing the Antichrist and understand uh, who the papacy is is just, is just half of it. I mean, in other words, because God, because you know, 
Christ, you know, reigns. I mean, in other words, it's, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not, and and the thing, the thing of it is, uh, uh, you, you know, you, I, I do for the first time, you know, you're, you know, you when I read a Bible verse now, like when we read Romans nine, chapter nine, you know, you, you read the words and you let the words go into your your your, yeah. your mind. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you you don't. I mean, we've we've been taught so much misinformation, uh, the the doctrines of. Uh, you know, there's so much misinformation with, oh, with yeah. doctrines, and we know where it, where it comes from, and it it, it gives you it, it 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 gives you understanding. The point that I wanted to make is is I realized that you know I you know I've studied history and some of these things, but when you get done at the end, it, it there's empty feeling. Yes. There's an empty yes. feeling, and we should know some of this history. I'm not saying to close all the history books and never look at a history book. I'm not saying that, but no. the point of the point of it is, what the, the, the listeners on this broadcast on this call, they know who the papacy is, right? They know right. about indis- dispensational futurism. What the right. people, what we need, is just all I got to say is, is is you know. You know, like uh, I'm going to pick on uh, Denmark in the room. You know, you know, get it? You're all right. The world's crazy. You're not. <laughs> but the world is. When you, in, you know, and, and that's what all. That's all. That's all we need. We, we've yeah, got. We've get got, it, got. Get out. Get out. I want to say this. You know, you have had a tremendous impact on Brother Walt because when he talks to you, he, after you talk to him, he. It's not that we're exalting Geta, but no, what, what no. has happened, it's Walt has said to me, you know what, one thing I can tell about Geta, she loves her children. Hey, we've gotten away from family in our society. The family is fragmented. And so yes. when you run into someone that has an abs, just like the people I'm going to tonight, this one family, five of their children are going to be there from seven years old to 16 years. It's a family affair. And that's what yes. Walt sees. That's what Walt sees. Yeah, well, and, 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 and I just get an email. I get an email that says, you know, that's, you know I, I enjoyed the broadcast. Well, you know, they, they just enjoy the fellowship. Why? You know, right. they, they, in other words... You know, because we need to be, like you say, edify each other, see. You know, yeah, I, just I mean, talked to my dad before I came on the broadcast, and I introduced Walt to my dad. My dad's a you know, funny old guy. He's 87 years old. And, and my dad says, no, oh, you, I, you know, I told him, I said, I'm going to be on Walt's broadcast today. And, and he wanted to know a little bit more about your broadcast and everything. And uh, he says, Well, mm-hmm. you tell Walt, I said hello, and he, I hope you all have good fellowship today. That's <laughs> what he said. Praise God. And that's that's yeah. that's that's what it's about because this yeah. world this world is in a spin. And man, I'm telling you, with this mass media and the modern technology, they're just bombarding the people, see. Oh and yeah. and, and I, I you know, I, you know, I I when I see somebody now that's angry or even in myself, you know, you know, it's hard for me to get angry at Sammy, but I have, but I, I maybe Sammy, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a peace that comes over you. It's a peace sure. that comes over you. And the only peace you can get is, is, is from, is from God's word and pro- it promises God. It was so plain. Romans nine today was so plain to me 
Because, you know, Larry, we read it slowly. You read it slowly and let every word, and, and, and you can get more. You, we could turn right around and read that again and to understand that the world is not teaching that. The seminaries and the Bible colleges are not teaching Romans chapter 9. You know, and a well, lot you know, of I, I, uh, I've often shared this, and, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go here in a minute. But I've often shared this with people when, whenever my son was going through just absolute, I, I can't even articulate what, what we, what we went through, and my son went through with his, with his brain, brain disease. But every time I was at my lowest ebb, what brought me out of it was the Psalms. If you ever get so dis despondent and discouraged all you have to do is start reading the psalms I'm going to read this one the 11th psalm it says in the Lord put I my trust how say you to my soul flee as a bird to your mountain for lo the wicked bend their bow they make ready their arrows upon the string that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart verse 3 if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do the Lord is in his holy temple the lord's throne is in heaven his eyes behold his eyelids try the children of men the lord trieth the righteous but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth upon the wicked he shall rain snares fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest this shall be the portion of their cup for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness; his countenance does uphold the upright. But you, you know, the Psalms are are beautiful. I'm going to have to go. go okay, okay, and I'm going to close the broadcast. You, you have a good day, Larry, and God bless everybody. And I'm going to close with a song, with a song. So okay. God bless. We'll see you later, love Larry. You. Love you all. Bye. Bye. To the scarlet thread of redemption, to his finished blood on the cross, God's eternal plan of salvation, to seek and save the lost. From the very beginning of creation, to the final hour of time, God has offered his son to all who will come. Jesus Christ, the only truth man will find. Jesus Christ is everything. He's our Savior, he's our King. When he comes in the clouds, every knee will bow. Jesus Christ is everything. When the heavens and earth have all passed away And all souls are called to judgment His eternal plan will be the only one to stand Jesus, the scarlet thread of redemption The scarlet thread of redemption.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.